we continue with our coverage uh, of the CXO uh, conference, and it is about big data, managing, governing, securing, uh, storing big data. Joining us now is somebody who would know a lot about big data. He is the Chief Technology Officer for Microsoft, Ravi Bhatt. Ravi, good morning. Thanks for your time today. Good morning, Cathy. Thank you for being so, uh, Ravi, I'll kick it off with the same question that I posed to um, our COO, Ian Blackis, earlier. When we talk about big data, what are we talking about? To me, it just sounds like this big term, uh, you know, and that maybe just has like lots and lots of information. But I'm sure you as an industry expert would have a much clearer sense and, and explanation of what big data is. So... In a simplistic manner, uh, big data talks about our ability to actually harness all the data which is coming. As you imagine, over the last uh, X amount of years, there is a data explosion. We are doubling our data in the world every year, and because of which the amount of data which we have to actually compute and actually to gather, store, for us to create insights out of it. It's just completely exploding. Our ability to store that data in any device is being challenged because storage is becoming a problem. And so when we talk about big data, we talk about that massive amounts of petabytes and petabytes of data, which every organization actually creates and many a times actually has to ingest from external sources. So managing of that data, uh, that big data, is the problem every industry and every individual is actually going through. So where do you store it? What's the best way of storing it? What's the best way of storing it correctly? What's the best way of classification of it? So that when we actually need to make a decision and you need to look at the insight, that, that insight, first of all, is trusted. It connects with your apps very quickly so that your decision-making process is faster. Obviously, as everybody knows, garbage in, garbage out, which means if you have bad data, you'll make bad decisions. So big data is all about making great decisions, faster decisions, mm -hmm. great insight quickly for organizations. You, you split it into two, and you talk about data for individuals and data for businesses. I'll come to business in a moment because that's part of the focus for today. But right. let's talk about data for, for individuals. So is there a particular... A category or different content that counts as data? How do we separate what is data and what is not data? So information is data. Mm. Every information which you go through is data, whether you near, uh, listen to uh, the broadcast, whether you read newspaper, everything is data. So as an individual for you and me, uh, ingestion of this data, which is coming from various sources, is, is data. But as an individual, you're more worried about access of the data. Where mm -hmm. am I getting the access? When I touch that app in a screen or on a web website, am I going into an area which is trusted, secured? You can imagine, you know, there's lots of areas where you click and you can get yourself in trouble to make sure that therefore there is security in it. So those are the things which generally an individual will obviously worry about, mm -hmm. other than ingesting data. You know, whether it is the pandemic right now and therefore we want to know what's happening 
and that data. How trusted is that data? So you don't go and ask everywhere or you don't go and ask your neighbor as to what was today's infection rate. You go to a place which is trusted and which is secured, which allows you to give you the right information. So the, the solutions then when it comes to managing and securing data are obviously different for individuals than for businesses. Um, yes and no. Mm. The reason yes and no is because every individual is actually the person who goes into the business. So you are individual first and then you're part of a business. So what you see and the lines are blurred now because individuals inside businesses are expected to be treated as individuals, not just as businesses. Mm. So businesses have to actually converge this, uh, this line about, am I individual or am I a business? Because the experience every individual gets is at his own personal level. So ability to access data, ingest data, and interact with the data is similar. Obviously, when you're talking about highly confidential information at a commercial or at a business level, mm. there are some policies, governance, which organizations need to put so that right people can access the right data at the right time. In terms of businesses, so obviously you've got the big multinationals like the company you are part of, and you've got your small SMMEs that, you know, are doing well, but they're still small businesses. Do they face the same risks when it comes to, to data? And in, in as far as needing to manage and store and secure data, would you have the same solutions for them as you would for a Microsoft in the sense, in the sense of expectations of how they should be managing their data? Great question. Um, because of uh, the cloud technologies and disruptive technologies we have, literally um, there is no big company and there's no small company. Mm. Everybody, the, the, it's actually flat. So everybody is literally in the same playing field. Sometimes uh, being small can have an advantage that you are more agile as a business. And therefore we have this whole scenario of smaller companies which are more agile are being more disruptive in the market and are challenging big players who've been in the market for many, many years. Depending on the size of the data, depending on the complexity of your industry and the governance in the industry, your data requires its own policies and governance. And, and that, that's how maybe the two big or small or governed or non-governed industries will play. If you are in a manufacturing, sorry, if you're in a pharmaceutical industry, you're in a banking world, you're in insurance, there are regulators. Mm -hmm. And therefore that data is governed with some of those policies. So you do have to go through some of those pieces to make sure that you are complying and you're compliant as an organization, which may not be the same for a small organization which is not in a regulated environment. That might be the only difference. One of the things that you mentioned earlier was around the harnessing of data and uh, you said we're living in a time where there's been just this huge explosion of data. Is that a result of, of the role of technology? Um, or has there always been data around us? But because we didn't have access to it in, in the way that we do now, um, then how, how we approach it perhaps becomes different. Spot on. I think um, data is produced and is multiplied. And that multiplication effect of that data through the media, uh, when I say media is not what we're talking yes, about, yes. but the mediums is actually multiplying it. 
And the same data is being used and accessed by many people because of technology. And because of which it, it multiplies again and it quadruples and then it becomes factor of X. The same data. That is the reason there is a data explosion in the world because technology has made it easy to access, technology has made it easy to store, and technology has made it easy to store for a long period of time. So you can actually access a 1920 record in a fraction of a second today as you can access something which happened five minutes back. Mm. So that's the extent in which technology has, I would say, infused it, but also enriched uh, our living today. Your ability to actually get to know things today is much better than 50, 60, 100 years back. And that's because of the data, the big data, and our ability to enrich that data and use that data. Mm. There's specifically today, you were here to talk about the issue of, of the importance of data in digital, in digital transformation. So when it comes to digital transformation, what are we referencing under that category? Interesting question. There are two pieces I talked about today. One is being in Microsoft, I talked about our own journey. Rather than telling people something which is more of a you know, a theoretical discussion. How we went through our own journey and what were the key attributes in that journey which were important. And the most important two pieces which are is your culture in your organization, mm -hmm. which is focused on data. And the second part is the capability in your organization to harness, enrich, and manipulate the data. If you're not an organization which understands and promotes data as a culture, that's where it starts. Capability is all about technology and there are depths of details of technology and there are many of them which you need to go through. But in all of those, it's policy, governance, security, so that every data which you look at, uh, exchange or you manipulate has to be trusted. So that was potentially my main discussion point today around is as an organization, why in today's world, in a pandemic world, in a hybrid world environment, why is data becoming so important? Because every decision you make sitting at home, sitting in your chair, in your office, is all linked to your insights which you can take out of the data. Mm. So that was my topic of the discussion. So does that mean, again, because of technology, we're moving from uh, you know, an era where people would have files and files and files of, of data. Now there's a move to digitize this data. So what, what happens <laughs> for, for those that, that are slow to the transition and they still have tons and tons of data on paper sitting in offices and storage rooms somewhere? And I think this is, this is a transition. Mm. We, we deal with uh, all kinds of scenarios. We deal with a paper which is, is in my hand today as well, as well as something which is on my notepad on my phone at the same time. It's a medium of how data is stored. Mm. There are ways by which uh, organizations like our organizations and many organizations are helping digitize that data. And let's say we take, uh, we draw a line of let's say 17th of February, and every data which is before 17th of February, we will process it and digitalize it as and when needed. Mm -hmm. And then from 17th of Feb, every data which we will capture, which will be digital. So that we don't deal with 
both the scenarios all the time. And I think so. There are, those are maybe the ways by which we are dealing with it. And, and what have you found are often the challenges when it comes to this transition that organizations have, have to go through when migrating from, you know, having just the actual physical archiving of, 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 of paper information uh, to what is more digital? So three or four pieces. One is obviously the organization needs to have a culture of, of uh, harnessing that data, which means do we need that data? When do we need that data? At what time do we need that data? How long do we need that data? Mm. How often do we need we call it classification. Make sure that whatever data you want to ever reuse, that you classify it correctly. So once it is classified, your processing or whatever technology you need to use to digitize it has its own rules. So you don't actually need to classify every data because the use of data will be different. Mm. So that's how you, first of all, help organization. And then the cultural change making sure that the organizations understand what's the end game or the end value they will get out of it and therefore walk them through the journey of this transformation. Digital transformation obviously is one part which is technology but cultural transformation is very important as people grasp the technology and become more and more okay with that technology. I'll give you an example, a simple example. My, my mother, she's 90 years old, bless her. And she has learned how to use social media and all the data. And she is, she's a poet. Mm -hmm. She writes her poems by hand. And then she digitalizes it. Wow. And mm -hmm. obviously she's thinking of now putting them on YouTube and everything. And this is what she has decided to do in her 90th year. So it creates opportunity because it, put, it puts power in, in the hands of just ordinary people that sometimes people who would not have been heard about before are able to, to use you know, the digital platforms to put themselves out there. But at the same time, if I'm thinking about it, perhaps not just from an organizational perspective, but even from uh, the, the experiences of, of, of some people that we have seen, it also then brings risks associated with it because suddenly you have people that want to hack Ravi. So if Ravi is the chief technology officer of Microsoft, maybe it wouldn't hurt to see what this guy has in his email or who's he chatting to um, on his social media accounts. And, and talk to me a bit then about those risks that, that, that often come associated with this transition. Um, great question because um, we talk about bring your own device to work. Right, because we use different devices to access data. I use my iPhone, somebody uses Android, depending on what, or an iPad or a PC. Your ability to access data depends on how you profile yourself in, in the workplace or, or as an individual. And you need to make sure that you're, the way you interact with data and social media and everything is in a secured manner. There are lots mm -hmm. of platforms which are unsecured, but there are many proven global platforms which are very secure. And I think making sure that you can trust the platform based on its security is where obviously we and the entire technology industry actually are investing huge amount of time. Cybersecurity is becoming the biggest now topic of discussions, not just at an individual level, but at a corporation level as well. Mm -hmm. Especially because all of us have access to all this data sitting at home for the last two years. So suddenly the cybersecurity criminals 
as well as cyber security technologists mm. have had to up their game to make sure that everything which we are accessing is secured. Ravi, before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to add uh, before we wrap up this conversation? I want to add uh, the fact that you know we continue to uh, find ourselves in a newer uh, domain as we go. Last two years has been tough. We are now coming uh, into a new world of hybrid. This hybrid will continue to make sure that we are challenged in a different manner mm -hmm. as an organization. Data, ingesting your data, understanding your data is maybe the most important part because sitting at home or in an office or in a hybrid environment, you need to make decisions and you need to make decisions fast so that your business individually or at a commercial level can flourish. And we are obviously helping organizations to become better and therefore helping individuals and organizations to do more with their data. Thank you. Ravi Bhatt, let me thank you so much for your time in this conversation. He is the Chief Technology Officer for Microsoft. We're edging towards the 11 o'clock news update. We'll certainly still have plenty more insights coming from the CXO conference, a conference on big data managing story. And it's interesting to see just how this conversation applies to not just businesses, but for us as individuals. You know, if you click on an, a sponsored content on Instagram, on Facebook, you have to check where is this link sending me to? Is this, is this a secure link that I'm being redirected to? Is it unsecure? What are the security implications overall, even for the device on which I'm using uh, to access these links because we've, we've heard the stories of what happens in some of these instances. So we're going to continue our coverage then from the CXO conference. For now, we're going to take a quick break and then on the other side of that, we'll take some voice notes and have your latest news.